What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about the Bulls game last night against the Atlanta Hawks, how DeMar DeRozan did something that hasn't been done since Scottie Pippen. We'll also be going to the mailbag where we have a text message and an email um, from uh, two subscribers. So we'll get into all that and more right after this. All right, Bulls fans, let's get into it. So the Bulls had a great game last night, a team win. Our big three scored 89 points, 25 assists between the three of them on a game where the whole team only had 29 assists as a whole. That's big. But I want to go to two key things to start this off. First, I want to go to DeMar DeRozan's performance, right? Last night, he had 35 points, 10 assists, and five rebounds in a road win. And that was the first time a similar performance on the road has not been done since Scottie Pippen in this, on December 18th. 1995 when Scotty had 37 12 and 9. I also want to go to the comments from DeMar DeRozan and this is for anyone who doubts what Lonzo means to this team and everything like that and I'm going to directly quote DeMar DeRozan here. DeMar DeRozan it's crazy because we're still missing another key part a couple of key parts to our team but the other starter when it comes to Lonzo what he brings defensively and offensively to this team you almost got to stack it up as a big four coming out there. So let's make sure, even in the in, in praising and everything, let's, and this is what I've been saying with Lonzo, right? Sometimes people take him for granted just because his stat line doesn't always pop out at you. But what Lonzo brings to this team, this team recognizes and everybody recognizes around him. So I did want to definitely point that out as well before we get too far into this episode. And yes, the Bulls are missing Lonzo. You see that, especially with the way the Trey Young and things were, were, depend, were defended, but the Bulls stepped up had a big night and they were able to overcome all that let's go to Vooch's game and Vooch is somebody who I have admittedly like when he plays good it looks so effortless that sometimes we forget but Vooch's stat line last night 24 points 17 rebounds six assists four blocks four three-pointers like he had a still as like that was this, this is the game that you want to see from Vooch and Vooch getting going Vooch playing to the level that he has been is exactly what the Bulls wanted what you want from uh your third uh, right score because keep in mind this is a completely different role for Nikola Vucevic playing only the third the third score where he's used to being the featured guy and he's adapted very well it's taken some time yes um but he's getting it going even DeMar DeRozan again in comments saying that he would never judge Vooch by by him having a, a few bad games Vooch is coming along he's finding his rhythm he's hitting that he's hitting the open shots that he was missing before and those are the things that you want to see from a Bulls team that's continuing to improve but the game overall Kobe White started this game. I would not have personally started Kobe White. The first half, he did not do very well defensively or offensively, not scoring any points. He came in the second half. Uh, they did also move Javante Green to more so focus on guarding Trey Young, but Kobe still turned in a pretty good defensive effort, to getting two steals, only one turnover. He played with uh, in foul trouble most of the game and really turned on his scoring as well in the second half, scoring all 13 of his points in the second half. Again, a mixed bag of a game from Kobe, but you, it's good to see him work through adversity. It's good to see him come out in, in that in that second half and really fix a lot of the things and issues that he had going on in that first half. Io, what Io does is just amazing. The fact that this kid is a rookie, the fact that he is only you know he's less than forty games into into being an NBA player, and he looks this polished this soon. He still makes some rookie mistakes, of course, but we're seeing those become less and less and less and that's the, how you can build a team that's how you build and develop a player and all that stuff and it, it's great to see Io come around the Bulls bench had a solid night we won the bench scoring night for a second night in a row which is something that the Bulls haven't done very often in this season I see the bench give the effort in which they have it's key it's important 
And overall, you know, I, I really do love uh, the way that the bench is coming together to play in a time where we're, where we're missing some key pieces off the bench in, in Derrick Jones Jr. and Alice Caruso. And so because of that, like the, the, the performance in which they're turning in and Tony Bradley to a lesser extent. And I'll talk about Tyler Cook here in a minute. Um, Tyler Cook's performance is just I'm seeing so much from this kid that I like. Again, not a perfect player at all. He still does make some mistakes. He still uh, gets outworked sometimes. But overall, when you have a player that's young like Tyler Cook, hasn't played very many NBA minutes, and you see some of the positives that you're seeing from him, I said it on the live stream last night, I would not mind to see Tyler Cook become a more permanent staple in this rotation, um, even when Tony Bradley comes back out. Let me know what you guys think below uh, about that. But DeMar and Zach Levine, listen, the, the symmetry between these two players, right? How they play together, how they sacrifice for each other, how we really truly have a 1A and a 1B out there. 35 points from DeMar DeRozan, 30 points from Zach Levine. And this was like, Vooch didn't have a great scoring first half. He played pretty solid, but he didn't really put up a lot of points. And then you have Vooch coming in in the second half as well and contributing. And at one point, it really looked like Vooch could not be stopped. That's what you want to see from a team. This is This team is so impressive. This was a great overall win from the Chicago Bulls. Trey Young, even though he, it looked like he was going to get to cooking on us for, for a little minute there, overall in the game, 8 for 23, 23 shots to get 29 points. It was 12 from 12 from the free throw line. The Bulls defended Trey Young overall very well. Cam Reddish had one of the best games of his career uh, shooting-wise, 8 for 13 from three point, 33 points um, from Cam Reddish. And this is a game, is a game that you, like when we play them again Wednesday, that you know, can Cam Reddish duplicate this this type of game again? Because if he can't, this, the outlook of this game completely changes. The Bulls, they came um, out of the half making so many, so much better adjustments. That's one of the things that I always look out for the Bulls. So I want to be consistent in reporting on the fact that they did have a better third quarter, right? We didn't see that flat third quarter come from them. And overall, Chris Fleming has done a pretty, a, a really solid job in the way that he's coached, that he's coached this team. And so, you know, we, we know we're getting Billy Donovan back sooner than, than, than later. Um, and even sooner than we initially thought, because he's benefiting from, you know, the, the, the shutdown, not shutdown, <laughs> um, the shorter uh, window that you have to be out when you when you test positive. So with all that being said, like the outlook of this team is very good. But I do want to point out as well, Chris Fleming, the rotations that he has, the way that he plays this team has been very, very good. And I've appreciated that as well. So that's overall. Let me know what you guys think overall about the the Hawks uh, game against the Hawks from from last night. Uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Again, this team played very, very well. Um, hustled. They got out rebounded by eight in the first half to really close that rebounding window to where we only lost rebounding battle by one rebound by the end of the game. Team came and did their thing and played very, very well. And Javante Green almost had another poster uh, as well as the he always almost gets there. But a great, great team win from our team. But let's get into the mailbag. So first. All right. So this one is from Beans, the comedian who since in a uh, a video from early in the season with 10 bond temps. I'm going to go ahead and play the video and we're going to sit here. We're going to break it down. The Bulls had a strong offseason, adding Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso. Nick, you covered that team. Do you think they increased their playoff chances? I think they increased their chances only to a point, though. And, George, this is what stuns me. I haven't covered Jerry and Michael Reinsdorf for years and years. That was an ownership group that did not want to go all in to potentially be a, a team that got bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs. Well, guess what they just did? <laughs> they went completely all in on a team that at its highest ceiling maybe, maybe gets to the second round of the postseason. So I'm still surprised. I know Karnasovas and Eversley 
are trying to do their own thing in that front office, and I know fans are excited. But when I look at that team in comparison to the rest of the East, I just don't think they improve that much where you can start looking at them going, oh, okay, I see them having a legitimate chance to get up to the top of the Eastern Conference. Look, my guy Nick has covered the Bulls for a long time, and he nailed it on the head. The Bulls have gone all in on two sub-all-star 30-year-old guys in Nick Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan to try to keep a guy in Zach Levine who has never been on a winning team and now is going to be a free agent year and could leave. And I think there's a real chance the Bulls don't even make the play-in tournament. You know, when you talk about this depth in the Eastern Conference, I think they could finish 11th or 12th very easily. They're going to have a terrible defense. And you look at the way this team is built, like, yes, those guys are durable, but I do not see them having any kind of high ceiling. And now they can't trade a draft pick until, what, 2030? 2040? I mean, they, they've just put themselves in a box for what? For no high ceiling at all. It's just, it, like Nick said, it's baffling. After all the painstaking rebuild they went to not keep Jimmy Butler, who is, by the way, better than all of these guys they have, it's just really strange what the Bulls have set themselves up with here. All right, so first, the trader in Nick, Nick Friedle, I'm not even going to address that idiot because Nick Friedle is somebody who clearly has an ax to grind with the Bulls. I don't know what it is. I don't know it's from him being on the beat so long if – uh, he's he's mad that now he's not here that the team's doing better. I don't I don't know what it is. Don't get me wrong. Guard packs, um, they really did burn a lot of bridges. So I don't know if it's something with that. But Nick Friedle, idiot. We're gonna go on from Nick Friedle. I want to go to Tim Bontemps and his comments specifically and why it's. First of all, let's just look at the dude. Is that a face of somebody that you would trust their basketball opinion? Like, does he just doesn't he just scream like he doesn't know shit? Like his face, he's just he looks idiotic and stupid. Like this dude's face, just you you just. You don't look at this guy's face and say, you know what, this guy, this is a guy who who has it in on on, on basketball. Like we know what the, we're gonna trust what the fuck he has to say about basketball. Idiot. We're not even like to, like and and I get a lot of the sentiments, the, the the issues defensively that people doubted with this team. I can understand more so than anything because when you when you look at this team on paper, right, and how this team has historically played, uh, well, how players on this team have historically been defensively outside of Lonzo, outside of Caruso, and stuff like that, it makes sense to have questions about how good we can be defensively. Hell, I had those questions as well, right? And, but you know, team defense, the way that Billy Donovan coaches, the Billy Donovan had us as twelfth defensively last season. They, we improved defensively. So we've definitely, you know, shown that we're much better defensively than what we probably would have, the sum of our parts seem to be. Solid defensive team. We're going to be great for the rest of the season defensively. So I understand any critiques with the defensive side. So I'm going to throw, not throw some bell, but I'm going to understand and be fair. And I understand preseason wise why, why some analysts would doubt what we can do defensively. We proved that wrong, though. But the question that the fact is, is that you sit here on the, on the stage that they're given and say that they're going to that the Bulls were going to be lucky to fight for a play in spot, a play in spot where second in the East and could very well easily be first had we not dropped a couple. Well, you know, that happens to every team. They drop games that they shouldn't have. But Bulls consistently have shown that they can compete with everyone. And the, and the issue that I have with this is, right, is there going to be some every season? There's going to be things that analysts are wrong with. But to come out so harshly, right? And, and talk about it. You guys are fucking idiots, man. This is why the mainstream media is falling. This is why people are turning more to people like me with YouTubers, people like um, Nick Fans TV, people like Bull Central. Shout out to them. People like Locked on Bulls because they are they evaluate like narratives that these analysts pick on. Right. Become idiotic because you have to doubt sometimes. And a lot of times with these analysts, they're giving these sheets. Right. They don't really break down things. They're giving these th these buffers. Right. The, these 
stat sheets, and then that's what they go off of. They look at it before they go live on TV and they speak from that rather than really watching the game. And you see now that, you know, even though the Bulls are playing better, a lot of these analysts still haven't, you know, eaten their crow publicly, and they're not going to. But it's okay. We're going to take it. Like I said before, I'm going to do it with a chip on my shoulder. I like my team having a chip on my on their shoulder. And all of this is just more fuel to the fire, and it makes it feel better when we continue to play well, when we continue to show up, when we continue to beat teams that people thought that we were going to have trouble with over the course of the season and thought we were going to have a better record than us. So at the end of the day, fuck them. I don't give a damn. Our Bulls are showing what they are and what the makeup of this team is every single day. And every time they face adversity, they're showing, continue to show that they have the heart and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with this season. So, you know, there's victory is the is the best form of 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 everything. Right. Proving it out there on the court. So anyone who has issues and, the, you know, it's bothered them with how the team was covered before the preseason and whatever else. Fuck it. At this point. Our team is showing that they have what they have. They have the right stuff, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And that is enough for me. All right, let's get go into the mailbag. We got a voicemail from my boy Shay. We're going to go ahead and get into that now. Yo, hey, this is Shay, man. I was listening to you saying who who can stop James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Kevin Durant. And we do understand that James Harden is maybe not a factor, but I was thinking. Who on that team can stop Nikola Vucevic? Because they really don't have enough size besides maybe LaMarcus Aldridge, and he can't really guard Vucevic too well. So I think that, you know, just as well as they have an advantage, we have an advantage as well. That's just my opinion. Peace. All right, so Shay with a good point here, right? Talking about um, who's going to guard Nikola Vucevic on the Brooklyn Nets. And I would even go a step further than that. I trust overall, I trust the ability of the Chicago Bulls to play solidly on defense against the Nets more than I do the Nets to really stop what the Chicago Bulls are going to try to do. We saw Kevin Durant guard DeMar DeRozan down the stretch of a close game and DeMar danced all over him. That's not even to mention what uh, what having Zach Levine out there could do. That's not even to mention Vooch wasn't, wasn't still playing the best now. Once is Vooch playing good? That's not to mention the increased trust that we're seeing in Lonzo Ball and the times where he can turn it in defensively as well and what Lonzo Caruso and Io can bring to defensively on 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 the side of the Bulls that's an even also to mention what Javante Green can bring defensively if he's coming off the bench and Patrick Williams is coming back overall I do trust the Bulls defensively what they can do to slow down the Nets defensively more than I trust the Nets defensively slowing down what we can do in offense so at the end of the day and i know i'm a bulls fan i'm always gonna bet higher on the bulls i'm also realistic in it don't get me wrong if Kyrie, when Kyrie comes back especially if he ends up getting the vaccine and plays in both home and away games for the nets it definitely changes the outlook of things it makes things more difficult but i trust the bulls to make the proper adjustments to make it interesting i'm not saying the bulls should be favored i'm not saying that it's crazy it's crazy anyone who thinks that the bulls can't get past the nets but it's going to be an interesting series and for anyone who thinks that it's automatically going to be this thing where the Bulls can't do anything with the with the Nets because of their their offensive firepower. I got to disagree there. But to go more to Shay's point, who on the Nets can stop Nikola Vucevic? If Vuce is going, I said this on the live stream last night. Vuce being a three level scorer at his size is he's one of very few few players um, that as a big man can play the way that he can. Yes, there's a lot of big men that can shoot. There's a lot of big men uh, who, can, who can hit the three. There's a lot of big men who have post moves, but there's very few big men who can do it at all three levels of scoring from the three point to the mid range to down low. And he's always going to be a matchup issue on offense. It just depends on what Vooch also brings defensively to, to make that net 
um, overall better for us. And I trust Vooch. Vooch is engaged right now, defensively and offensively. And for people who just want to shit on Vooch's defense, I, I need them to watch the game. Vooch has been showing up on both sides of the ball. And if this is the Vooch that we get in the playoffs against any playoff series, the Bulls' offense is very hard to stop. So right now, I trust my team against any team, and that includes the Brooklyn Nets. Let me know what you guys think down below. That's it for me today. Um, make sure you guys check out the live stream from last night. Great conversation after the game and everything like that. I will be going live after the game Wednesday as well. No halftime hangout, unfortunately, then. But we will be live after the game to discuss it and break it down. Um, yeah, um, that's it, really. Go ahead and follow us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every video on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. And I just realized I did this whole video and I have not combed or picked my beard this morning. But I'm not recording it. Man, we're family at this point. You guys have now have seen the beard at its less optimal. But I'm sure the Bearded Bulls fan, so it is what it is. But I'm out, guys. Peace, man. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.